Welcome. You're listening to Living Faith Podcast. Starry sky and see your hand in time and mind to lead me through the night. I'm going to minister today on this topic to all the world through their word. Scripture says in John 17 and 20, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Jesus, in commissioning his disciples, wasn't just praying for his disciples. He was praying into the future, if you will. He was praying forward into another generation, if you will, another uh, segment, the impacted ones from the ones he could see. He wasn't just praying for those right in front of him, but for those that these would speak their words. They would speak the word of God into them, and they would then believe in Christ. I want to talk today about to all the world through their word. I want us to know and understand this. The presence of the Lord here, uh, we are going to allow it to simmer in our minds and spirits. And I'm going to talk for a short while and then we're going to pray in conclusion in a very specific way. And I believe the spirit of the Lord, if you will, is we have just sampled what we are about to experience. I believe we have just sampled what we will experience if we will receive the power of God's truth in His Word today. I am convinced that this month, this series of services is a pivotal point in this congregation and in this city. I am believing God for that truth. I am hanging on with faith and trust that God is up to something that I cannot explain and I do not fully understand, but I believe that He is. We're going to walk in that in the name of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Amen. You can be seated. Words. Words. Units of language consisting of one or more spoken sounds or their written representation that functions as a principal carrier of meaning. Did you get all of that? Words are distinct, meaningful elements of speech or writing. Words. Words are powerful. Words instruct, they inform, they illustrate. Words transmit emotions of all types and all intensities. Words are really our most concrete means of communication. Our words are enhanced by volume, be it loud or soft. Our words are enhanced by our pace of speech, by gestures, Our words are enhanced by posture, surroundings, by music. Written words are enhanced by font. 
by setting words are enhanced, by words are enhanced by our tone of our voice. But none of these communicate clearly without words. You can have volume like crazy, but without words not being communicated. Words. Parents eagerly and attentively and longingly wait. Parents babble into little ones' faces, attempting to get them to mimic and produce their first word. I don't know how many would confess it, but parents in time would find themselves often saying to their children, would you please go to the other room and be quiet? Words. Some use words to solve problems and to share facts. Some use words to explain events and circumstances and their feelings about those events and circumstances. Think about it. Paper, pens, and pencils were created to share words. Telephone was invented to share words. Phonograph was invented to share words. Email created to share words. Text messages share words. Social media share words. Some perhaps have thought, well, a picture is worth a thousand words. Why then do we comment to Instagram? Words. Words. Some people seem to never run out of words. Some people's words are on rations. During last week's service and the awesome tapas experience that followed that, I talked a lot. I enjoyed many, many wonderful conversations. I joked with somebody that last Sunday I probably used up Monday's and Tuesday's words also. Words, spoken or written, they are the principal carriers of meaning. Of course, Christianity wouldn't, cannot exist without words. First words in our Bibles, Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Verse number 3, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Just a couple sentences into the very beginning, we see the power of words. In fact, throughout the first chapter of Genesis, repeatedly God spoke. He said, and things were created. All creation came into existence because of words. We wouldn't know that we only exist by words if it wasn't for words. 
Romans chapter 15 and verse number 4, the apostle wrote this, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. These things were written, these words were written so that you and I would know the power of words. Second Peter 1, 20 and 21, Peter says similar things. He said, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. Her prophecy never came by the will of men, but holy men of God, listen to this, they spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Authors of this book, Old Testament and New, they penned those words. They recorded them. They shared them orally before they were ever written. But they were shared because the Holy Spirit moved on them and they shared words. It's through words that faith and discipleship continues. Notice Deuteronomy chapter 6. Look what the Bible says. It says, now this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you. And your son, your grandson, all the days of your life, that your days may be prolonged. Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you, these words which I command you today shall be in your heart and you shall teach them diligently to your children and talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them for a sign on your hand. They shall be as frontlets between your eyes. What is he talking about? Verse 9, you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. He was saying, write these down on pieces of paper and keep them in containers nearby on your body. Write it down. Don't lose track. What's the bottom line? Words carry faith forward. Words. From the very beginning, the Lord established His relationship with humanity and He explained to humanity, if you want your kids to get this, tell them about it. Talk about it. Every day it ought to be on your tongue. If you're going to hand faith forward, then words of God need to be part of your daily routine. Words carry faith forward. Now, the more time we spend in God's Word, the more we begin to appreciate the marvelous power that is in words. Words in this book record and express human reactions and responses to the Lord. Because of words, we know the story, the ups and downs of Adam 
and Eve. By words, we know about Noah and his big old boat. By words, we know about a man named Abraham and his son Isaac and his son Jacob. By words, we understand there was a king Saul, then a king David, then a king Solomon. Because of words, there's a Rebecca and her story. There's a Rachel and her story. There's a Rahab and her story that you and I can learn and know and understand because of words. Because of words, we know about a human being by the name of Thomas who struggled to believe in Christ. In fact, we call him Doubting Thomas. Because of words, we know about a guy named Peter who was close to Jesus, and yet when it really came down to it, he denied that he even knew him three different times. Because of words. Because of words, we understand the communication of God's love for us. What happened and transpired here today in worship and feeling the love of God and then Marla coming up and talking about the love of God. Our understanding was provoked and encouraged and pressed toward Christ because of words. Words record the miraculous birth of the Messiah. Words proclaim He died, was buried, and resurrected on the third day so that you and I could be forgiven and redeemed into His relationship. Words communicate the almighty divine Creator's plan for our lives. Words give us purpose in His kingdom and how to fulfill that purpose. Humanity's Hope in the gospel is solely communicated through words. Words. Jesus relied and relies on words. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. We used it to kick off this series last week. We're back at the same verse again. Jesus said to them in Mark 16, 15, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, you and I could spend a while discussing and describing and theorizing, well, what does it mean to preach the gospel? How does that take place? How about this? Let's find out what those first disciples did in response to Jesus' command. They heard His word. How How did they act on that command? Interestingly, After Jesus ascended into heaven, there's a book in the Bible called the Acts of the Apostles. How cool is that? Acts chapter 6. How did these first disciples act? Acts 6, 7. Look what happened. Then the word of God was spread. The number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. How did that happen? It was preaching done. The word was spread. 
in Acts 8.25, so when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, preaching the gospel in the villages of the Samaritans, Acts 12.24, but the word of God grew and multiplied. Acts 13, three different references here. Verse 5, when they arrived in Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. In verse 44, on the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. Man, is that a friend Sunday service right there. Almost the whole city came. To hear the word. Verse 49. And the word of the Lord was being spread throughout all the region. 1535. Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch. Teaching and preaching the word of the Lord. Many also. Verse 1632. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in his house. 1811. They continued there a year and six months. Teaching the word of God among them. Finally, Acts 19.10, this continued for two years so that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. The first disciples preached the gospel with words. Humanity's hope was communicated through these men's Words to all the world was realized through words. The book of Acts, beginning in the 13th chapter, the Apostle Paul shows up on the stage of kingdom work. And from that point through the end of the book of Acts, we are exposed to the evangelistic efforts of the Apostle Paul, his words. I would submit today that maybe more than any other New Testament disciple, Paul realized the power of words to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It could be argued he was the most convinced of what Jesus meant when he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Why do you say that, preacher? I'll tell you why. Because... Half of the New Testament, Paul's words. He wrote half of the New Testament. He explained discipleship. You and I know how to live following Jesus Christ because Paul shared words. Paul valued words. And he used those words to explain why we should also value words. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, beginning at verse number 1, I want you to pay close attention to these few verses. Paul wrote to this church and said this, Let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. 
You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. But one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Then look what Paul writes. I wish you could all speak in tongues. But even more, I wish you could all prophesy. For prophecy, look what he writes, is greater than speaking in tongues. Unless someone interprets what you are saying so that the whole church will be strengthened. Look at verse 6. Dear brothers and sisters, if I should come to you speaking in an unknown language, how would that help you? But if I bring you a revelation or some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching, that will be helpful. Now, this passage is about two special abilities that the Holy Spirit gives to His disciples. One is a special ability empowered by the Holy Spirit to prophesy. The second is a special ability by the Holy Spirit to speak in tongues. What do those biblical terms mean? Well, let me simplify if I may. Tongues is to speak unknown words, language that I have never learned, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Prophecy is to speak known words in my own language, a language I was taught in school in my household, reared up in, my known language. Prophecy is to speak in my own language inspired by the Holy Spirit. Both are inspired by the Holy Spirit. One special ability is to speak in a language that I never learned practically in my own brain. God gives me those words through His supernatural power. But the other is my speaking in my own language under that same inspired Holy Spirit. Now here's what Paul said. When I am enjoying that special ability to speak in tongues, you know who's benefited? Me. The individual. If you're like me already today in that powerful worship service, you were stirred by the Holy Spirit, and if you allowed Him, you were speaking in a language that you weren't taught. You enjoyed that special ability already today. If you've never enjoyed that, I hope that you soon do. But then it goes on to say this, and understand this, that prophecy benefits the people listening. Tongues is one-on-one with the Holy Spirit. Prophecy is the Holy Spirit working through one person to bless many other people. Now Paul approved of and he validated both of those special abilities. He wished that all would experience both of those abilities. Are you listening to me today? But when it came to fulfilling Jesus' great commission 
when it came to preaching the gospel to all the world, Paul favored one of those special abilities over and above the other special ability. Paul said prophecy was greater than tongues. He said we should desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. Why? Here's why. Because when I'm speaking in tongues, it's absolutely empowering, but it's personal. I'm the only one benefiting. But when the Holy Spirit directs my known language, then others benefit. Then others get to learn. Then others understand. Then others get to discover what it is that I already know. And when that happens in our lives, disciples are actively involved in Christ Jesus' great commission, preaching the gospel to every creature. Humanities, hear me this afternoon, I'm done. Humanity's hope in the gospel is communicated through our words. To all the world is only and will ever only be realized through our words. In conclusion today, here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask for the Holy Spirit's special ability to use our own words. Our known words. I'm going to invite in some specific circumstances here in a couple minutes. I'm going to invite people to stand for prayer. And this is how we're going to pray. Follow me, pay attention. If you are one, when I list some requirements and some prerequisites and some interest, and you say, you know what, that's me, I fit in that group. When you stand to pray, then this is how you should be praying. 1 Corinthians 14.1, if you stand in a few moments in one of those categories and you stand to pray, we're going to pray like Paul suggested in 1 Corinthians 14.1. You should desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. Here's what we're going to say. Lord, I ask you for the special ability to direct my known words to effectively share your gospel with others. I ask for that ability that you would direct and guide my words to effectively share the gospel. That's how you're going to pray if you stand. Now, if you remain seated while others are standing, we're all going to pray at the same time in these elements. If you're seated while others are standing because that circumstance doesn't fit your circumstance, here's how you're praying. In John 17, 20, Jesus said, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe, he said, in me, we're going to think about in Jesus through their word. So while others are standing praying, give me this special ability, those who are seated are going to pray and say, Lord, I ask you to give them that special ability they are praying for. And I pray right now for those, I can't see them here, 
But I'm praying for those who will believe in you through their word. I'm praying, Lord, for the folks once removed from them. I don't know who they are today. I can't see their faces. I probably don't know their names. But I am praying for those who will believe because you're answering this prayer and you're giving this gift to prophesy your kingdom words in known language through your people. So that's how we're going to pray. If you fit a category, then I'm going to ask you to stand. And I'm going to ask you to pray, Lord, give me the special ability to share your gospel anointed by your spirit through my words. Now, here's the first group I'm going to invite to stand and then we're all going to pray. I want us to pray in this first group. If you're a person who addresses groups of people, you talk to groups of people. Maybe it's a small group, three or four people. Maybe it's a full church body. But you speak to groups of people or you sing to groups of people or you're a writer. You want to write. You have written. You enjoy. You think you want to be a writer. Maybe you're a children's ministry team. Some are up there today, but some are on alternate shifts and down here today. Maybe you're in teen ministry. Maybe you're a faith group facilitator. Maybe you don't speak to groups in this congregation, but in your career and in your efforts on your job, you have to address groups and you speak to groups of people. If you're someone who addresses groups of people and you desire special ability by the Holy Spirit to speak the gospel to people's lives, would you stand? If you speak to groups, You speak to groups. We're going to have other categories. If that doesn't fit you, one of the next ones will. Now, we know how to pray. If you're standing, then you're praying, Lord, give me this gift. And if you're seated, you're going to pray, Lord, I'm praying for those that they minister to. Let's pray right now. Lord Jesus, all over this house, we are following the directive and the teaching and the inspiration of your word. Lord, our desire right now is to answer, Lord, that you would answer this prayer. Lord, we desire that you would give us, Lord, a special gifting and a special ability of your spirit to minister, O oh Lord. Lord, whether that's in the written word, that's in the spoken word, whether it's in song, Lord, but we ask right now that you would minister that, drop that into our lives, empower us with that gift, Lord. I pray, God, for those that would hear and and respond to your word through these here today. We're not just praying for these men and women that are standing. Lord, but we are praying for those who will know you because of these. We're praying for those, Lord, who will understand your gospel because of these. We're praying for those, Lord, whose lives will forever be changed because of these. Somebody said, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, you can be seated. I'm going to have another group to stand. We read from Deuteronomy 6, fundamentally, and the Word went forth. There was a challenge that the Word should be shared in our household. And I'm going to invite parents. I'm going to invite parents. You want to speak 
under holy anointing. You want to feel the Spirit moving on you when you are speaking to your children about the gospel of Jesus Christ. You want a special ability by the Spirit to be happening in your home. If you feel that way, would you stand? Those that are still seated, we're going to pray for those who will hear and respond and believe because of the gifting of the Spirit on those that are standing. Let's pray right now in the name of Jesus. My God, we ask and desire, Paul, your apostle challenged us to desire holy anointing, Holy Spirit empowerment to speak your words in our language, in our known tongue, Lord, that you would give me the right words at the right time in the right way. I want to feel your anointing, your spirit upon me as I minister in my home. Lord, not only are we praying for these parents that are standing, loving moms and dads, but Lord, we pray for those that will hear. We pray for the children in these households. We pray, oh Lord, for the grandchildren in these households. Lord, that you would honor. Lord, that you would reach. Lord, that you would bless. That you would benefit, oh God. Not just by your miraculous power, but by the words of these parents. Words that you place in their mouth. Words that you give into their spirit. Words, oh God, that you place in their lives that are shared in their homes day in and day out when they rise up when they sit down when they leave the house when they come home when they lay down at bed at night Lord let your anointing be in the words of these parents but he said in Jesus name You can be seated. Here's the next group we're going to pray for. I think you got the flow of things here. I'm not going to spend as much time teaching. When you stand, you're saying, I want that special ability. Mm. And when you're seated, you're praying for the ones that these standing will impact when God answers that prayer. Last week we enjoyed the witness of many in our congregation who speak more than one language. They are at least bilingual. We have folks that are even more than that in our congregation. I want those who speak more than one language and frankly those who say, you know what, I want to learn in my own mind an additional language for the benefit of the kingdom. If you fit into that category and you want all your languages present and future, you not, not just this is I'm going to learn other languages or I know other languages, and you want to have that anointing of the Spirit in your life, would you stand? We got a number of folks even spoke last week who are also bilingual and they're not here. If you can remember and you know those people and you want to pray for them, then I want you to pray for them. Let's pray, church, in Jesus' name. My Lord and my God, 
We are asking, Lord, for your special abilities, Lord, to saturate the minds and the spirits, Lord, of each and every one of us. Lord, move and minister, Lord, in varieties of languages, Lord. You have gifted, Lord, with learning now, Lord. We ask for Your Spirit's anointing to rest on these men and women, Lord, who are aware of more than one known language. God, that You would anoint them, not only them, but those they would speak to, those they would minister to, those they would communicate with, those they would share the Gospel with. As we sang chorus, today, Lord, in languages other than English. As we sang songs last week in languages other than English, I pray, God, that Your empowerment of those anointed words would reach into lives and people would believe in You through these. That lives would be transformed because of the words of these that are standing. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Somebody said in Jesus' name. You can be seated. One more group I'm going to invite to stand. I saved this one for last because I wanted your faith to be highest before I invited the question. Because here's where most of us get most nervous. If you want the Spirit's special ability to anoint your words, to explain your Christ one-on-one. Talking to just one person. No pulpit to stand behind. No group of people for moral support. Just you And somebody God would minister through you to speak to. One on one. If you desire for the Holy Spirit's special gifting. You want to say, I ask, Lord, that you would gift me with the ability by your spirit in me to speak to one Maybe you have that one person in mind, that one individual, but you want to be empowered for one-on-one gospel speaking. Would you stand? Would you raise your hands and pray as we have been praying? My God, my God, we ask. Lord, for the confidence of Your Word, Lord, for the trust in Your power and Your anointing, Lord, that we would receive, O God, as we ask, that we would trust, O God, in Your authority and Your anointing and Your dominion, Lord, that as Your Holy Spirit ministers in me to speak in an unknown tongue, I would have that same trust in You, that same confidence in You to speak through my known language, to speak through my mother tongue, to 
speak through the language I was raised with in my household, God, for your glory, God. And we pray, oh Lord, not just that you would gift us, not just that you would empower us, not only that you would anoint us, God. We pray for the men and women who will believe in you through the words that you give to us, Lord. We pray for the young and the old. We pray for the neighbors and the co-workers. We pray, Lord, for the family and the friends that will believe in You and understand You and follow You and trust in You because of the words that You've given and used and communicated through us. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Now here's what we're going to do. I want you to clap. I want you to raise your hands. I want you to celebrate answered prayer. I want you to thank God for answering prayer in this house. Come on, I want you to thank the Lord for His ministry right now and what He has done and what He's accomplished. I want you to thank God for how He has spoken and how He's empowered, how He's increased our faith and revealed to us an understanding. Somebody shout out in Jesus' name. Mm. Now here's the way we're going home this afternoon, folks. We're going home expecting expecting the Holy Spirit to work through us. Expecting one day this week you get back in your car at the end of the work day and you think about that lunch conversation, that passing conversation at the water cooler, that introduction in the morning when you came in and you say, Lord, I don't know where that came from, but thank you, thank you. And you feel the stirring of the Holy Spirit that you're feeling right now. That's not an empowerment to talk in tongues at work. That's an empowerment to speak the gospel and to share His Word and to testify of His glory. Expect it and trust it. Expect it and trust it. Can you say Jesus' name? Mm, feels good in here, right? And it will feel good throughout this week as the Lord continues. Not just this week, but in weeks to come. Because the gospel is to all the world through their word. In Jesus' name. You've been listening to the Living Faith Everett podcast series. Tune in next week for the next part of this series, or join us online at livingfaithministries.church.